Oh my goodness. It must be Monday. It must be Monday. It must be Monday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're here. It's now. It's Monday. Uh, Just, you know, doing another like dope episode of the Drum Brigade podcast. Oh, my goodness. One episode away from officially making it as a podcast. A hundo. Yeah. So this is episode 99 of the Drum Brigade podcast. Next week, episode 100. It's going to be an amazing show today and next week. Uh, yeah. And then once you have, I, from what I understand in the podcast world, once you have a hundred episodes, that's when you immediately make a million dollars. Like podcast.com sends you a check and a gold <laughs> record. And, and then like they set your appointment at the Lambo dealer. Yeah. So uh, that's what my plan is next week. After we do that episode, we'll just go to Lambo we'll see dealership, right? Yeah. They said that, that like, from what I read, they said that the mail might take a little longer because of the vaccine. You know, they're there. It might take a little while to get to us, but it is coming. So okay, hundred episodes. Boom. Check comes in the mail. Gold record Lambo appointment. Can't wait for next week. I know, man. I mean, we've worked hard for this. We've worked hard for this, Phil. You just yeah. need 100 episodes, and then you're good. I just can't wait to try to fit my drums in a Lambo. I know, I know. Uh, I might have <laughs> to start playing Cajon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know. What is that? I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah. I guess, like, man, what do you do? You have to hire somebody to, like, set up your drums for you? Like, Eric Moore or yeah, I guess if you're driving a Lambo, you can just buy a new drum set for every gig and have it delivered and set up. You could just destroy your drums like the who. Yeah. Just break it every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely doing this. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) And when people are like, why did you do that? You're like, well, where am I supposed to put my drums? I can't fit them in my Lambo. (laughs) <laughs> this is your fault. I blame you. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. What a great day. Um, Corey Kingston here. That over there in a new room. Holy moly. Come on, people. Come on. I mean, just yeah. come on. Yeah. Not officially a studio yet, but a new room. It's a new room. It's not done yet, but it's close. I mean, but it it is definitely a room. It's not like it doesn't have walls. I've got walls, paint, floor. Floor. I put the trim in. We're just waiting on. I got to do some sound baffles, and uh, my dad's building a custom door. Dang! From a ship. Actually, he's building the door out of wood that we pulled off of the house because the house, Dang. our house was, um, the exterior was all cedar, like rough sawn mm-hmm. cedar planks. So we have like a ton of this cedar wood. And uh, he's been, you know, running it through some wood machines to plane it. And it cleans up super nice. It looks gorgeous. So your dad is sculpting you a door. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, (laughs) Dang, dude. 
It, it's cool. It looks like the rest of your house. Yeah. It's, yeah. You just stuck to the same theme. Yeah, trying to keep it somewhat consistent. Um, I didn't expect that for some reason. I thought it was going to be like just another room. Like just, yeah. It's going to be cool, I think. So I don't know if you can see here. I'll try to tilt. But up there, I'm showing yeah. you the wall. So with the wall that adjoins this room to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, or it doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. No, yeah. There's a top plate and then there's like a one foot gap that used to be uh, a window to the outside because that's what yeah. our house is. But my idea was to leave that open and then we're going to build these um, like sound baffle doors that can open. Oh, nice. So if I want like airflow or if I want to change the, the way the room sounds for recording, I can op- mm-hmm. I'll be able to open those. You could open those and put like a room mic in the other room and get get some cool See, sounds. you get it right away. I keep, yeah. you know, I was my, I'm trying to explain it to my dad and he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> he like, so say, for example, we were going to sculpt a window right here and then I sculpt a mic. <laughs> now pretend you're sculpting sound in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just had to have a sip of some fresh coffee. That's good. That is good. Um, so, um, that's cool, man. Good for you. I'm like so excited for what's to come for whatever it is that you're going to do, but I know it's going to be something. Yeah. Me too. Uh, am I going to get to use this room at all when COVID's over? Or is like this just strictly funky Phil? No, no one's allowed in here. Oh, bummer, man. I'm just kidding. Of course. Dang. It's going to be fun. Dude, you're going to take the world by storm. This is what you've needed. We'll see. I'm always working on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all are. I'm always working on that thing, too. I'm still working on it myself. Yeah. I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> I want a shirt with uh, that on it. <laughs> you want a what? I want a shirt with that on it. I'm always working, I'm always on, that working thing. on that thing. We can make that in five minutes, Phil. Oh, one of my um, my buddy Curtis, he had an uh, idea for a shirt um, that where you have it say, uh, there goes the like my Korea uh-huh. <laughs> and have have like an artist rendering of Chick Korea, Chick oh, Korea's face. That's a good idea. That's a good there idea. There goes the right my Korea. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. It's solid. I would wear it. It would be re- even doper if like it was like Chick Korea electric band, but then instead of Dave Weckl playing drums, it was it was <laughs> Jeff Endike. <laughs> How do you work on that? <laughs> Oh my God! Korea, Korea. You know how you work on that. <laughs> I love that. How have we not had this dude on the, the show? Don't watch me too carefully, all right? I'm still working on it myself. I'm always working on that thing. I know. At this point, God. I'm like, is would it be weird? You know, yeah, if we had definitely. him on, and and he comes on, and he's like, what? You've been having, you've had sound bites of me on your show for like a hundred episodes, and I, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it will definitely be like that. If you think, like, it's not going to be like that. Like, and it could go either way. He could be flattered or he can be like, like, he could be like, oh, I want money for this, like, copywriting or like, or like, I hate you guys. You guys are making fun of me. Yeah. We're not, though. We just, how can you not love this guy? (laughs) And... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh, dude. You know, how do you work on that? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, all right, man. So anyways, uh, yeah, it's the Drum Brigade podcast. We're happy to be here. And um, we got a lot of things cooking. We got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, at least I do, man. I'm working, man. I'm working. I'm always working on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some things you could take advantage of. Our lesson program, um, you know, it's moving and shaking. We do online lessons and stuff. So if you guys are interested, we are working really hard on our lesson program, switching some things up. Um, officially, well, I haven't changed, uh, it's on the agenda tomorrow to change the website, but, um, officially, um, actually, I guess it's not official until tomorrow, but, uh, we are offering that as part of our, um, offering the video thing to go along with our lesson program. So if you're local and you're taking lessons from us, you can literally come in the studio and record your drum cover video. Um, and then you can also just come into you like you can if you're taking lessons with me, that's part of your lesson program if you want. And then you can also just like come to the drum brigade studio to Pimp City and record your drum cover video um, for a fee, Phil. Don't do that for free. It's a lot of work, but I will do it. Anybody who wants to is down uh, and we full backline and um, all that stuff or you can bring your kit and mic'd up all the whole thing green screen green screen if you want yeah um so that's part of our lesson thing something new that we're doing really excited about and uh yeah so we do it all over here phil we just innovators innovators that's what we do Mm -hmm. um we got our merch holiday season is here man a lot of people don't realize how much merch we do have and um so you know if you if you're like let's i mean the subject of the day today um is like i was thinking about gift ideas i didn't tell you this but gift ideas for your homeboy or your homegirl or your husband or wife or friend or um so yeah uh drum brigade merch is like something that i can't imagine anybody like being like what squadron shirt no 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 i'm offended yeah so um, we'll talk about that later though. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, anything you guys need, want, you know, drumbrigade.com. slide into those DMS slide into those, uh, use the contact form and, you know, just chat it up with us, contribute to the show, ask questions, give opinions. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? It's all good. We love it. Um, and you know what? Um, well, let's talk about this after we get into it. Um, anyways, our guest this week, uh, we have a like one of the most world-renowned hard rock metal core, whatever you want to call it, drummers in the world. Okay. Like in the world. We're not, we don't cut corners around here, Phil. Last week, JP Bouvet. This week, oh boy, Danny Walker. <laughs> Bro, come on. This dude is like one of the like dopest like he has accolades like all over like he he has all the credentials you could want for being like a a drummer a metal drummer so this dude is coming on we're going to talk about freaking what it's like to live a hardcore life of metal and blast beats (laughs) (laughs) by the end of this this podcast me and phil are going to be playing like blast beats like no other that's so hard i can't do that i know the left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right feet thing too. And then playing like what? 30 second notes or something like on your hands. 
looks crazy. 16 notes on your feet or something. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't get it, but all right, let's get into it. Well, Phil, yeah, you were wrong. You were definitely, definitely wrong. About you waking up early and doing stuff? Yes. yes. Clearly. It's, it's, my, it's part of my life now. I know. You sent me a text this morning at like 7.30 or something being like, hey, you want to do a drum workout? <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you were like, you have to get up early because the kids. I should. <laughs> so I, I just, get up, I hate when. I'm usually up by eight. Yeah. Um, sometimes earlier. Sometimes so that later. was my thing before, waking up <laughs> by eight. Sometimes I'd wake up at nine mm-hmm. and I would be like, I would get so mad if people would like, like John from Revolution would call me, like sometimes call me at like seven, seven thirty, and, and just want to like chat. And I'm like, what the heck is this fool calling me for? You know, like I'm sleeping. And then, so I would just like not answer. And then he would just be like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like, so yeah, dude, you said I wouldn't last three days every day this week, even Saturday. I woke up at six o'clock. I'm proud of you. I, I, I was like, I, my rule last week was out of bed by six 30. So now this week is, I got to try to get out of bed by like six fifteen, six o'clock. I like it. And, um, it is monumental. It is life changing. I am freaking a new man, dude. Nice. And every successful drummer or entrepreneur out there does that. Like the most successful drummers we've had on our show are the most successful drummers you can think of. Like the most, the most, what's it called? Driven, like the most successful drummers that I can, I consider the, the best drummers out there or like the most, like, yeah, like I said, driven. Like, so Mike Johnston, uh, Stan Bicknell is one that we had on the show. Mm-hmm. Thomas Lang is another that we've had on the show. Virgil Donati is another one. Those, those dudes are not like staying up till three and then going to bed and then waking up at like rolling out of bed at like noon. And they're like up at the crack of dawn, hardworking, getting things done before they even have breakfast. It's like they've tackled a lot of what most people tackle in a day. That's my new lifestyle. I like it. So already this morning, I've like had a hard time getting up, but I I did it. Got up, packed some records that I have to put in the mail. Uh, went to the beach like I normally do. Had my coffee. Got my mind right. Did my morning routine. Like It's like kind of like a, a meditation, grateful, thankfulness type of deal that I have in the morning prayer, all that stuff. Um, really good for me, not for everyone, but really good for me, you know, and then worked out, ran some stairs. You're getting swole. No, just getting healthy. I like it. Um, did some running, ran some stairs, had a long, like hour long conversation with John Caldwell from revolution drums talked about a bunch of different drummers. Like we basically had a podcast, me and him, but it was just me and him. I see a little head poking out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Felix? 
<laughs> so funny. Uh, there's a little head pointing, like poking through the door, like seeing what we're doing over here. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, dude. And then um, went to have another second cup of coffee. Saw the former owner of Brixton, um, this dude Dave, um, that I, you know, that used to own the company, clothing company Brixton. And I found out that he doesn't own it anymore, which that tells me that I don't have a hookup with Brixton anymore. Dang it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough, to, enough Brixton stuff to last a lifetime, but it's all good. Um, so yeah. So I'm open to wearing other hats now <laughs> before I was like only Brixton only 100%. So yeah. Um, gave him a record, had some coffee, came to do the podcast and yeah, it's good stuff. It's good. I'm just like, dude, you would not believe how much it just completely paves the way for my day. That's awesome. And I'm getting stuff done. Like, so normally today I didn't do it, but normally my routine is the beach thing. I immediately get up, get warm clothes on, make my coffee and go to the beach and like hang out there for a while. And then by eight o'clock I'm back at the studio. Like, so I have to get my workout done and my morning like meditation thing done. By the time I get back to the, to the studio by like eight and like, then I'm practicing for like, like at least 30 minutes, but normally it's like an hour and then I can start my work. That's cool. So, and that is amazing, dude. It's amazing. I'm so, I'm jelly. I think when, uh, when my room, when we're, it's finally closed in and stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a similar thing, but it's going to be more late night, I think. Cause that's when the kids are asleep. Oh yeah, so I so, already work out at night after they go to sleep. That's and, cool. And get, but get how? Like, can done. you wake up before your before your kids? If I mean, if I wanted to do that, we'd be looking at like four or five. Really, they wake up that early? Yeah, Felix usually gets up at six or six thirty. Dang, that's insane. That would that would yeah. So it's funny, man. It's kind of like a soapbox for me, but this like over the weekend. So my wife has been, she's starting a new job. So she's been in training. So she hasn't been available, but on Saturday I got up to do my thing and, um, she didn't have to work. So she's like, I want to go with you. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. We could just, you know, I don't have to work out or anything. I don't have to practice today. Like I can, I can just go, we can spend some time together. I was like a little baby, dude. Like things weren't going like this is, this is quickly become my time, you know, where it's quiet. I'm in my own space and I'm not with anybody else. And, uh, man, it was like, I was throwing a fit. Like, she's like, okay, well I need to go to the office and I need to get some supplements for us. So we need to go to this beach and I'm like, the tide is high already. So we're not going to get to walk. We're not going to get any exercise. This isn't like, why do we have to go all the way to this beach? It's too far. And then I'm like in the car waiting. She's not like hurrying up. I'm like, I'm on a schedule here. Like, let's go. What are you doing? You know? And then we get there and then it's like, well, we need to stop at the store. And I'm like, we need to stop. This isn't a time for errands. Like, this is my morning routine. What are you doing? You know? And she's just like, I don't know. Like what, what, like she doesn't know, you know, she's just like, I thought like, you know, we ended up walking on the beach and having some fun, but, it ended up being cool. It just wasn't my thing. This has become like, this is my time and nobody can interfere with it. You know, I know exactly how you feel. 
Yeah. That's like so. a lot of times my late nights. Yeah. Um, so this is new. This is what I wanted to say before we get into what you're, what's been going on with you. Um, uh, we just started, had a, like on a whim, I just had an idea of like, Hey, what if we did a morning workout, like drum workout instead of like a morning boot camp at the, the, at the gym, you know, let's do a morning like workout for drummers. So like, uh, we're going to start tomorrow, 7 AM. Uh, we're going to join zoom and we're going to like, I'm going to send out the zoom info. Everybody's going to join. And then we're going to just freaking, um, I don't know. We're going to do just like a 15 minute to 30 minute, like warm up thing. And, uh, it's not going to be too hard. We're not going to be like, like, you know, you know, I don't know, breaking anybody's brains in the morning. We're just going to do some simple warm ups and like get everybody warmed up. So, and motivated for their stuff. So the idea that I have is like, get everybody like motivated and, um, inspired and just warmed up to either practice or get started with their day, you know? And so we like, I, I, the idea I have, like I've done a couple boot camps and stuff where, you know, you work out and then you feel great afterward. And then you're like, cool. Um, now I feel like, um, you know, what are you thankful for today? Like, what is, you know, whatever, what is your plan? Like, what is, how are you going to be inspired? How are you going to be motivated today? Like, that's kind of the question I would like to ask. And, um, see how, see how it goes over and see if we can get some like dudes that are, if we're doing it that early, we're going to weed out the dudes that are like, you know, not serious about this. So this isn't like a lesson thing, like, you know, for students or whatever, if they want to, yeah, of course I'm encouraging everybody, but I think it's more about the dudes that are like serious about whatever it is that they do. You know, if you're, if you're a serious minded, like, dude you're gonna probably be up before seven and you're gonna be wanting to practice so it's just putting it's just putting up like it's just showing up you know it's just about showing up i'm like it's a big topic for me um these days you want people to show up for you you have to show up for them so like if i want people to sign up for drum lessons or i want people to buy merch or i want you know people to be a part of drum brigade then i gotta show up on whatever I do. So that's part of waking up at six in the morning. Like I got to show up for my day and hopefully inspire people and help people, help people learn. This is a big, uh, been a, a topic like that. I, I've been noticing man. I'm sorry. I'm like getting on a tangent so early, but this is what happens, dude. My brain is just firing. <laughs> I've been noticing a lot of drummers out there, dude, that like, actually I should talk about this later, but I've been noticing a lot of drummers that like want so badly to better themselves and want so badly to do something like big, but they're missing like the help factor. Like everybody wants to be Mike Johnston or like, I don't know, Drumeo. Maybe it's just me, but like a lot of dudes like don't know how to talk to people. It's like, they're always talking down to people. They're always like scolding people. I noticed like one drummer, I'm not going to drop names, but like this one drummer was like, he like basically did this lesson and he was like, if you are using this technique or you're using that technique, it's crap. The only technique you need to use is this. And like a lot of other drummers that use that technique were like, that technique works great for me. That and was then me. he thought, you're talking about my video. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, look, man, it's just solid advice and I'm just offering help. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how you help people. You know, like you don't, scold, you're scolding everybody and everybody's like, he's like, he, his approach was like, I guess I've like offended some snowflakes out there when I posted this video. So here is, oh, here God. is a, um, an explanation to what I was saying. I was just only saying that if you're using this technique and that technique, this is crap. If you use this technique, <laughs> it's going to work for you. All right. So take it for what it's worth. It was like full of attitude like that. It was like, full of, I'm it. like, how is this helping? This isn't helping. I'm not learning from you. I feel like I'm in trouble. I mean, I don't know. To get into my, I don't know about you, but my perspective on technique is we, we're we talking about hitting things with sticks here. Exactly. Hitting That's exactly what I said. And everyone has a different cocktail of things they're hitting in different positions. Right. And depending on what you're doing, and with what type of music, with what type of tuning, you're going to change your technique. There's different techniques that will be applicable for different situations. So I don't feel like shaming. I don't feel like you can have one technique to rule them all. It's not. No, it's not Lord of the Drum Circles. And you can't say that like blatantly that like this doesn't work. It does work for other people. It's been proven like it's been taught over and over and over again. Yeah. It works for some people, and like, like the thing in, in, in this in this video, he like did this 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 he did that technique, and he's like, it works for me. I can, well, he goes, I can do it, but it's not the most efficient way, or something like that. And I'm like, you know, like, dude, I just it's not it's it's no discredit to like who this dude is, and like obviously I'm like I I follow him. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think he's a great drummer and. A lot of these guys are all, everybody's out there that is, is a great drummer. But I'm just saying my point is, man, if you want to inspire people, you want to like motivate people, you want to like, I don't know, like you don't, you don't need to scold people into, into submission or you don't need to tell people that like this, is, this sucks and like, you know, here's how to fix your, your, your weak left hand and like it's like he's not i mean there's there's guys that aren't saying it like that i'm i'm definitely changing the tone but like or okay like more more along the lines of like why your left hand sucks it's like that's discouraging like you know like let me help you get your left hand to work like your right hand you know or like i don't know i'm just saying a lot of these dudes like out there are you know, obviously more successful than me, so more power to them. But I just feel like there's a big lack of, I was talking about this this morning, a big lack of like drummers helping drummers to be better. There's a lot of egos in our thing, you know, in our, in our community. And there's a lot of like drummers out there, even in their lessons that are just showing you how great they are instead of like being humble and not taking away, taking you out of the picture. Like you are a lot further than the person that you are trying to help. So the person you're trying to help doesn't need to know how to do some crazy thing that's impossible for the average drummer. You know, like that's cool if you want to teach like advanced guys, but the majority of guys out there don't aren't learning that. So anyways, I'm just saying, man, it's, you know, not a soapbox. It's just, 
it's just a lot of guys like this thing that we want to do in the morning is not about that. You know, if you want to, if you want to work on that stuff, then that's a different thing. You know, let's work on that. Like let's maybe have another community or maybe we can work on it, but it's more of just like a morning, like, you know, it, it's like if you, if you, if you go to the gym and you do a morning workout, you know, you don't, you're not learning how to do a bench press every time you just do a bench press to work out, you know, or you run. You, it's not like you have to learn how to run every morning, you know, but then there's some times where you want to learn a new exercise and you haven't done that. And so that's massaging your brain. So I think like if we're all sharing and we're all like, hey, man, yeah, everybody knows how to do a paradiddle here. But, you know, this is the way I do it or this is just my morning warm up. It's a simple warm up, but it'll get our hands moving and then we can work on something more complicated. I like I think it. That, I think that'd be a great hang. It'd be a great way to start our day. And um, it'd be a really cool thing to to help our community without asking for like something in return, you know, like without calling it a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just a bunch of drummers hanging. I would love it if a bunch of dudes like, you know, serious guys, like I would love it if a Mike Johnson would come in and spend the morning like drinking coffee and, warming up a, bu- a group of guys that would be dope that'd so, be cool maybe starting we can, tomorrow maybe we can do a uh a late night one that i could do or something yeah for the the people on the alternate schedule well phil it's only 15 minutes so if you got 15 minutes to start at seven and just be like i'm just gonna do i'm just gonna yeah, Your son can be people, standing there on mute. A lot of people don't, and they their their productive time is in the late hours. Well, Phil, then you're not a serious drummer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's the thing. Like you know, if if it's not you know, obviously, I I was saying that this morning that like obviously, not everybody's going to be able to do it. You know, not everybody wakes up that early. I wouldn't have if if you would have told me two weeks ago, hey, I have a drum warm up at seven a.m. I would have been like, yeah, I don't wake up until eight or nine. I'm not going to get up that early. Sounds mm-hmm. like a great idea, but so, but I guess it's just open. Well, I'm going to try it tomorrow. I think John's going to try it and a few other people. And, and if guys want to jump in, you're going to get to, you're going to get to know what our zoom number is. And then you're going to freaking jump on and have a blast with it. Yeah. Uh, Phil, how was your week? Wait, did we get into it? We didn't. Yeah, we did get into it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> The dramatic pause. It was a good week. It was a productive week. I finished the trim. I, I had a successful bout of secondhand shopping yesterday. Yes. Um, I was hipped to the world of OfferUp, which is kind of like Craigslist, but way better. <laughs> think so? I think so. Yeah, it seems more intuitive, and there's, I don't know, just the interface and the pictures and the communication system built in yeah anyway i was on the hunt for a desk for the new the new uh, room and i found a couple i got a couple yes. of totally good desks i got one for free like a two yes like a 200 dollar desk i got for free which is going to be Corey's desk now or summer's yes. desk yes yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Phil. Thank yeah. you. And then my other desk, my main desk, is is uh was only thirty five dollars. Wow. So you got two desks for thirty five dollars. Yeah. And they're both they're <laughs> both solid good desks. So I'm stoked. Um. Yeah, I also had an opportunity that was it was a uh, it was a tough one. It was a tough decision for me to make. Oh. Yeah, it took a yeah. I was doing a lot of soul searching over the last week. Um, about a job opportunity. Oh boy! And I wanted to talk to you about it, but it didn't. We weren't able to make it happen this week. But see, I knew you wanted to talk to me about something. Yeah. But decisions already been made at this point. But it was. Uh, I won't. I won't get into specifics, but. I had an opportunity to take like a a big career shift that would put me in like a management position for like a school, a uh, music school. And you can hear Milo screaming back there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So it sounds like you took the job because there's kids just screaming in the background. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, anyway, yeah, it was, it would have been like a, a big change and, and, uh, it would have been like good money too, but I uh, ultimately decided I'm not ready to take that plunge yet. Dang. Yeah. Just, I don't know, between the way the, between what's going on with the pandemic and uh, our family, like what's going on at home with the kids and school and, and I'm, just about to finish this new studio space, so I haven't even gotten to sink my teeth into it and try seeing what I can accomplish in here yet. Yeah. So I decided I was going to wait and not not go down that road. I don't. I don't. I think you made the right decision, Phil. I thought that's what you would say. See, I, I was trying to picture. I was like, "What would Corey say?" Um, you know, <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten our Lambos yet, but just yeah, next week. Next week. Next time quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh you know, I don't man, times are tough and uh but you just gotta believe in what you're doing, man. You you didn't build that room to go get a job at a school. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're gonna you're gonna freaking the floodgates are gonna open with that. I, I hope so. I wanna do I got a lot of ideas, you know, between music production and you know, bulking out my lesson studio and uh, recording, hopefully tracking drums for people. Yeah. But, you know, it's a scary, it's a scary thing to put like that much, that much stock into yourself. And that's something I, I often struggle with is, is yeah. just like believing that I can, I can do something and take it on and like something that serious, like being like, oh, I'm going to, I'll make it work, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's different. We're in a little bit different of a position because you have kids and, and yeah. I have kitties, you know? So um, I, I'm definitely, I, I mean, all of us have those same struggles, you know, where we're like, man, can I do this? And, uh, you know, like I said last week, uh, you know, this, this, I've had to have a lot of like, you know, help with, you know, um, trying to re like reprogram my body, re- reprogram my thinking into like, dude, like 
it doesn't matter if everybody else, you know, thinks I'm the greatest that ever did it. Like, I, I'm not, why am I trying to be that anyways? No one said I have to be that to make it. Mm-hmm. I just have to be the best person that I believe I am. And if, if nine times out of 10, if you believe that, people already believe that. People already believe you are a great drummer. People already believe that you're a great teacher. You've already managed schools and all that. That's why those companies want you. But you got to put that energy into you. So like, you know, you already have a lot of students and like there's a lot of things on the horizon where you're going to freaking, once you have that ability to be able to just jump in and track drums or film a video lesson or anything like that is going to be good. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. (laughs) You just got to like, man, for me, I've been like, like I said, dude, I've been reading some like books and stuff that have just been like changing the way I think and like, you know, just like some solid like affirmations too that are just like, man, like why we've, we've been playing drums professionally for a long time and we've been doing this podcast for a long time. And there's a lot of things that we try to do to help people. And there's a lot of things that we try to do to like better ourselves. And we're always making moves forward. Like, but so why are we any different from any other guy? Yeah. We admire a lot of people for what they do and why they're like, great at what they do but that doesn't mean because they're great at what they do that means we're bad (laughs) it's like we're like we're the we're as punk rock as it gets dude (laughs) so yeah yeah. (laughs) um so yeah we're 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 just gonna be you know vaccine came out today we're gonna be good phil yeah hopefully (laughs) it's it's weird it's extra weird because i also like you know, because I've been doing, you know, just being a professional drummer for a, a while now, but a huge chunk of that has been live performing. Yeah. And that's obviously not been a thing lately. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've pretty yeah. much gotten to the point where I've, I've, I've just told everybody I'm not gigging right now because yeah. I don't trust, I don't trust pretty much any situation where they're having a full live band at this, at, like at, this moment that's smart i i am I'm, I'm there it's not even an issue of like i'm not gigging there are no gigs now you know everything is shut down that's the other thing there isn't enough work anyway to make it like worth all the time investment yeah and and the way it would disrupt my house and stuff i want you know i don't even want though like i was having this conversation with my my wife it, like i've kind of put myself in the position of like man like, okay, if work comes back, I can go to work and do my residency gig at Eddie V's and do some schmucky metal gigs and stuff like that. But there's such a difference in the way that I feel when I do that kind of work versus like what I'm doing now. And, um, man, it's like, I can't, I, I, I will, I, I will probably have to go back to work if like gigs start happening again, go back to gigging. But I, but my whole goal and intention is to get, to a point where I don't have to take those gigs. I have to, I have to be able to, man, what is like, what's, I have to be able to just do what I'm doing. Like I have to put myself in a position to sink or swim. And, um, that's so dude, I'm in the same, same frame of mind. Like, I don't want to go, I'm, I don't want to go back to top 40 gigs. No, you have to think about 
like how you feel when you finish a long day of work today. Like Mondays are my biggest, longest day. And so when I walk out of the studio, at, you know, I'll, I'll walk out of the studio at like seven o'clock tonight and I will feel like exhausted. My brain is just like, you know, like I bang my head against the wall and I still have a bunch of paperwork to do for, you know, student um, assessments and all that stuff. So like, but at the end of my day, I always have to think about like, how do I feel? Do I feel like this day sucked? Or do I feel like, man, I'm doing what I'm, what I should be doing. And that's normally how I feel at the end of Mondays. But then like the last gig I played with Schmucky Metals was like, I was packing my drums and I had like no sense of pride. I had no sense of like accomplishment. I had no sense of, the only thing I was happy about is that I made some money, but it can't be about that. I, I was bummed. I was like bummed. Like this can't be. This is not what I practice for. This isn't what I do everything. This isn't why I started Drum Brigade to do somebody's stupid, unappreciative wedding. You know, it, the only good thing that comes out of it is a paycheck and a soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, you know, it's like I poured my heart into my playing that night and nobody cared. Nobody noticed, you know, the drunk father of the bride wasn't like, man, that, 30 second note fill you did or that, you know, 16 note triplet based drum variation thing. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So like, why am I doing it? You know? And so I felt, I feel totally different when I leave that day of work versus like what I'm doing now. And so that tells me I need to, I need to work really hard. I need to, like, I really need to work towards doing this, you know, I'm with you. And I mean, I always enjoyed playing with the people like, the people yeah. on the stage with you are like friends and it's always really sweet. And I also like, I don't, this is just, you know, you and me, our perspectives of, of stuff where we're at at this moment. But like, I have nothing but respect for people that are doing this as, as a main source of, yeah, you know, and really enjoy it too. There's not, you know, I'm sure that there's tons of people out there that feel that way. And, I I used to feel that way more, but I feel like I've just been, I've been changing. I feel like I, yeah, I'm with you. Like I want to, I want to shift stuff away from that sector. For me. Um, so I went through this years ago when I was touring a lot where I felt like when I was in a touring band, when I was in these touring bands, I would get stuck in the machine of somebody else telling me I had to be out there when I had to be out there. And I wasn't playing by my rules. It was like, if they say I got to be on tour, I don't care. They don't care what I got on my schedule. They don't care if I'm trying to start a business or I'm getting married or it doesn't matter. They're like, you got to be on tour. You know, you got to go. And so I, I hated that. I hated that pressure. That's how a nine to five job feels to me where I'm, I have to be at work and I can't take a vacation until I've accumulated enough time. And you know, I'm, I, I, I can't handle that pressure. So does that mean that somebody else doesn't or somebody else can take that pressure of course like people do it and i have nothing but respect for people that do that you know that just want to clock in and clock out and do their job and that's it i admire that i'm just not that type of person you know i i can't handle that i can't handle somebody else telling me what i need and you know what i need to do and so um I kind of came to the realization that like, man, I'll take whatever I can get, like as far as having drumsticks in my hands, if I'm teaching a lesson, if I'm recording, doing a recording session, or if I'm playing a gig, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm just happy that I have drumsticks in my hands and I'm still doing what I love. Yeah. But that has changed for me. You know, that has changed for me where, you know, I do appreciate that I still get to play drums for a living or I get to teach people how to play drums for a living, but you know, it's making strides forward. You have to like continue, you know, that progress. And so things have changed to where it was like, okay, yes, now it's, it's become different. Now I don't really feel like I'm that guy, like where I have to just take any work I can get as long as I have drumsticks in my hands. So now it's like, dude, there's some gigs that I won't take. There's some sessions that I won't take and I have no problem. I don't feel bad about it. It's just like, yeah, like, nah, it's not for me. You know, and there's some students that I'm like, I'm not your teacher. Maybe somebody else's, you know, like um, there's some guests on the show that I'm like, nah, you're not the dude. I don't need, I, you know, I don't need you. Like it, that sounds mean, but this is your career. Somebody else isn't living your life or your career. You know, it's like, and so that's, that's the same reason what I said about like touring, where it was like, I want to play by my rules and be in control of what I do or don't do. I don't want to be on tour when. I don't have to be, you know? Um, so, you know, there's every cir circumstance is different. Like, you know, who knows? There might not be a need for freaking music at all anymore. And I have to find some other way. But at my age, in my life, at this point in my life, man, I need to do something on my own, some kind of creative work. I can't be a carpet layer guy anymore. I did that for so, I did that for like 15 years, man. I was felt like every single day I felt like I was wasting my life, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, man. yeah, man. Um, all right, dude. So let's, uh, let's, let's get our guest on. Let's take a break, get our guest on and like, let's get this, this show on the road. And then, um, we'll, we'll catch up some more afterward. I got a super funny, um, this one time for you and I got Sweet. a sweet box. All right. But right now we're going to get on with Danny Walker. Oh, boy. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Drum Brigade. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 99. One episode away from making it. We officially make it when we have 100 episodes. So that's, <laughs> we're just waiting, just, we're just waiting for that. So, um, Funky Phil, we got a great guest on the line with us. Uh, this, this gentleman is a. Oops, cut out. That's the perfect timing, too. <laughs> played drums for Intronaut um, for many, many years. Also uh, played for um, 
Job for a Cowboy, Exhumed, Phobia, many, many more. Um, has a bunch of accolades from all kinds of different magazines. Um, Modern Drummer, Rhythm Magazine, um, Best Prog Drummer of the Millennium from, um, from Rhythm Magazine. All kinds of different magazines he's been in. He's a drum instructor, educator. Um, please welcome to the show, Danny Walker. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> big applause. Big applause. How's it going, man? Thank you so much for coming on. Not bad, all all things considered, you know, the pandemic and all. Yeah. yeah. How about you guys? It's good. It's good. It's same same thing, man. We're just a uh, pandemic. There seems like there's there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so oh. we're hoping for that, but um, just trying to kind of stay busy, you know, like everybody else doing trying to pivot, you know, and, and, uh, had to go from playing lots of gigs to like you were saying before we hit record session work and teaching and whatever we can do, you know? So, yeah. Make ends meet for sure. Yeah. So, um, we haven't had many like, you know, progressive metal drummers on our show, but you are definitely like one of, first of all, like you're just, you know, I know you specialize in a lot of different things, but you're most known for playing, you know, in hardcore metal bands. And um, from a lot of people, a lot of opinions say that you are one of the, the dudes, you are like one of the baddest dudes that does it. So, and watching your videos. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like next level, man, top level. I I appreciate that. I just try to keep busy, you know, I just, I love music and, you know, that's cool. Keep that session work going and work with different people. You know, it's a lot of fun. So somebody, um, a friend of a friend, like a dude from the dude from Cherry Hill said, uh, he did a session with you and he had to call, like, I'm putting him on blast and I feel bad for like, but it's, he said something very nice. So he oh, said that great. like he worked with you and he called another friend of mine and was like, this was literally one of the best drummers I've ever recorded. And like he's like that's oh, pretty, that's I, pretty I that solid. You know, I, I've known John for. I mean, we're looking at close to twenty years now. I mean, wow. I I have done so many, you know, records with that guy. I mean, from Intronaut, Phobia, uh, Murder Construct, Blind John Pope. I mean, just like I've I've definitely done more than ten records with him. He's kind of like my go-to guy. You know, that's cool. He's a drummer. So he's got a good ear for tone and, you know, makes me sound, yeah. yeah, that's good. The snare sound on the intronaut stuff, man. Oh my gosh. It's like not what I expected. It's not like a typical metal sounding snare drum. What was, what was, um, it's it, like, I play a lot of ska and reggae music and that was kind of like a tone that I would use for that kind of music. And it's, it cuts through and sounds so amazing. Um, I can't yeah, give you know, an exact every- reference on what song we were listening to, but like, what was the, thought behind that is you know it's so great well see that that's the thing it depends what record you're talking about because i mean each production was different each tone was different um some albums were a little more organic than others um so yeah it really depends on what you're talking about but um i've always been a fan of a more organic approach i like room mics i like to hear that you know reverberation um you know not something that's completely like cut up and quantized and yeah super clean and in your face um yeah yeah that's cool that's cool um yeah it was just like a a tone like well so okay so like 
as, as talking about snare tones, like, um, man, I wish I could, let me see if I can find it now. I won't be able to find it on the spot, but, um, yeah. anyways, um, you, you know what, if, if it was a record that, um, John tracked, um, I know what you're talking about. Are you, are you curious about the snare I was using? Yeah. It's like, that was like really intriguing for me. So yeah, it's a, a DW black nickel over brass with diecast okay. hoops. Um, okay, cool. And then what about your head? What head were you using? You use Aquarian heads. Me and Phil both. Aquarian, Aquarian heads. Yeah, I think that was a response. I'm pretty sure that was a response to Coded. Oh, there. That's my go-to. I, I tend to use four. I tend to use Force Tens live because the nice. mail is a little bit thicker and they're more mm-hmm. durable. But uh, the thinner heads sound good in the studio. Yeah. Obviously, cool. don't hold up last as long, but it's good for tonality and recording. So that so that explains exactly what I was talking about. Because if you're using a response to, that's like what I have cranked down on, like on a reggae snare. It sounds like a timbal. It has a lot of overtones and timbali sounding. And so that's wow. that's what I heard. Like where I was like, whoa, the snare, dude. Me and Phil were talking about it. Like, listen to that snare. I'm like, that sounds like a like a. I don't know, like a reggae snare, like in a full yeah. like metal hard rock, you know, it sounded song. awesome. Cuts yeah, through. It, the snare was absolutely cranked up on, on, on that for sure. Dope. I, I cranked it up a little higher than usual. Yeah. But, uh, Super I, I really liked the uh, natural, like the room sound you got in your drum recording too. It sounded so good. It sounded so epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah, the name of that record was uh, Habitual Levitation. That's okay. the one we comes with um, with John. So. Nice. Okay, yeah, that's the one I was. I think it's Killing with Killing Birds with Stones is the song we were talking yep. about. That's the first song of the album. Yeah, yeah, killer man, killer. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about like your your history and like what you've been. We normally don't do like, hey, how did you get your start? Because a lot of us have similar stories. Like, oh, my dad's a musician, or I grew up playing in church, or you know, whatever. But where I was going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, all drummers kind of have a similar, similar idea like that, you know, or a similar story like that, but, um, tell us a little bit about your history and then specifically how you grew to be, become one of the most, you know, you know, favored or well-known, you know, drummers for metal and, and playing that kind of progressive metal, you know, rock and stuff like that. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to say it. It's going to be the obvious. I, I grew up in a musical family. Um, you know, my father plays guitar and piano. Uh, he played like the Hammond B3 organ in the 70s. Uh, he was never successful in bands. He did it more as a hobby, but, you know, nevertheless, super talented. And uh, so I just, I grew up in a musical family. Uh, I was constantly hearing progressive rock, you know, Rush, King Crimson, you know, even glam. I mean, all, all sorts of stuff. So I'd sift through the records and I would kind of, you know, listen to that and imitate and pick up ideas. Um, so my family was always really supportive of my drumming. Um, I guess, uh, the first band that I was ever in to become successful or get signed to a label and tour was a band called Uphill Battle from Ventura County, Santa Barbara area. Uh, and we were kind of grindy, hardcore stuff, but very experimental and, and pretty progressive for the time. Um, so that was kind of like the beginning of that, you know, I think, 2002 i did my first north american tour ever it was like 38 days in a row with no day off (laughs) 
Uh, this band, we, you know, we we toured with you know Macedon when they first started. Um, you know, bands like Dysrhythmias, Phallic Carnage, um, Origin, a lot of a lot of metal bands, obviously. Um, but that was kind of the beginning of that. And then I started to reach out and do session work with uh, other groups that were on the same record label, Relapse. Uh, Exhumed was probably the first death metal session gig I got, and we, you know, we toured like. Australia, Japan, Europe, all over the States. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I just, from there, my I started to build a resume. Mm-hmm. And more, more and more people were reaching out. And I just, you know, it wasn't about money ever. It was just about like good musicians and people I was really like stoked to play with. Um, and around 2004 is, is when uh, Intronaut started. And that was probably the longest gig that I ever held onto. That was like, a 13 year long commitment wow Um, and we did a lot and uh in that band i mean we got to tour alongside some of the best bands ever man i mean we we toured with tool mashuga helmet between the buried and me uh cynic um yeah got a lot of good friendships out of that a lot of good bands that we toured with um so that was really the beginning of that. And there was a lot of other session work in between all that, you know, being with uh intronaut, but that was the main gig for many, many years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of history there and, uh, and, um, man, it's, it's crazy. So like, and then you've gotten, you said you got hired on by to do a lot of sessions with a lot of these other bands, which is, it's kind of cool because, um, you know, it, it's not necessarily a niche, but, to be a really good drummer in this genre of music is like, it's kind of not everyone can play this stuff, you know, and do it correctly and do it well. And this is like complicated. Uh, you know, you're not going to get a jazz dude in there. A lot of guys are like the best drummers in the world are jazz drummers or whatever, but you get a jazz drummer in there and that's like, it's not even in the same realm of like <laughs> what you do. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, job for a cowboy gig was a, was a big one. That was super awesome, super humbled and flattered that, you know, they wanted me to work with them. And I think, excuse me, they were kind of already going in a more progressive direction. So I think they were looking for someone that, that could handle that and, and deliver kind of that, you know, Gene Hoagland, Sean Reiner, you know, if you're familiar with the kind of these jazz metal players, you know, mm-hmm. tinkering and a lot of simple accenting um that's kind of what they were looking for and i i love that stuff so um we did the record sun eater i think that was like 2014 that we we tracked that album and um yeah super proud of it it's you know that's very good cool. <laughs> yeah yeah man i um i've seen some like really great uh like in 2008 i was i was on warp tour and and uh, like you know, everybody knew me as the the reggae dude or whatever, the guy on the, 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 the tour. But like every day I was watching all these metal drummers and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, dude, this guy's killing it. Like I was like, you know, every day I'd go watch, um, Gil Sharon. He was playing with Dillinger escape plan. And I was just like, Oh my God, dude, like amazing. And, um, Matt was playing with, um, August Burns red. He's a really great drummer. Um, and yeah. so like, these metal dudes, these metal drummers, like were just blowing my mind with how the music has progressed, you know, and, and, um, how it's become very, um, you know, 
it's very skilled. It's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Detail, you know, and it, it takes a certain style and you have to be versatile. You have to be versatile to be able to do this music. Yeah, a lot of these drummers are borrowing outside styles, you know, from different right. from that into metal, which is, which is great. You know? Yeah. Love it's it. really cool. Ev- evolution. Yeah. Do you get a lot of metal, like, you know, progressive rock metal students that, you know, want to learn all the odd time stuff and, you know, all that kind of stuff or, you know, how is, how is it being a teacher in the, in specializing in that genre of music? I mean, yeah, I do. And I, and I don't, you know, uh, it just depends on the, the age group too, you know, yeah. a lot of kids want to, you know, skip that curriculum that you want to give them and they want to, well, I heard this song and I really like it. Show, show me how to play that beat. Like, <laughs> well, you're not really there yet. Right. You know? Um, so there's a lot of that. I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, Phil, what's going on in the chat room? Anything? A lot of love, but no questions. All right, cool. Let's jump on the wheel of death and um, let's ask some random question randomizers. All right. Oh my God nervous <laughs> oh, it's nothing to be nervous about all right here we go whoops wrong button wrong button this is a janky show don't tell anybody <laughs> all right uh first question what's the best part of your job that's an easy one i mean the best part of my job is getting to do what i love you know what i mean it's i've invested most of my life yeah so i mean it's just doing something that makes you feel good something that makes you you happy you know i mean yeah this i i don't know (laughs) yeah i um i'm with you i think the best part of like what i do is um i like helping people and inspiring people helping kids learn how to play um in you know i think before the covid thing i i really loved the feeling of like lights go out you know and the crowd cheers and you walk on stage that feeling for me is like oh my gosh i'm doing what yeah, i give, I'm, give goosebumps you know yeah, yeah that's i yeah, miss that <laughs> i miss that too i miss that too <laughs> funky phil what about you um all those were great great things that i agree with i think <laughs> another element that i really like is that it's it's on my terms you know yeah like i'm my own boss and i feel like there's it's just pretty pretty awesome to be in charge of your own career and get to steer the ship whichever way you want i right. like that too yeah that absolutely yeah. definitely all right here we go some of these are like non-drum related some of them are drum related so see how it goes uh, okay, yeah, non-drum related. You're stuck on a desert I- desert island, and you have to bring five foods. What five foods are you going to eat for here on out <laughs> on a deserted island? <laughs> now, these can be completed meals, right? They're not, it's not like ingredients, right, Corey? Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever, yeah. Completed meals is fine. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I could bring anything on this deserted island? I yeah. Mean, should these be whole foods? Um <laughs> whatever yeah you can plant like a pizza tree and then you could just have pizzas forever okay i'd have <laughs> i'd have a pizza tree for sure uh, uh, avocado um nice pomegranate wow uh this is, what's that three um maybe some kale or spinach for some healthy greens i like it 
and I don't know, maybe chicken or something. I'm an ex-vegetarian. I was vegetarian for 13 years, but uh, okay. I eat fish and chicken. All right, nice. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm both there. Both of us are vegetarians for I'm I'm going on nine years, I think. And then Phil's probably like thirty-seven years. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thirteen <laughs> years. Yeah, thirteen years I didn't eat a piece of flesh. Yeah. Wow. I kind of graduated into So what what brought you back to like, okay, I'm gonna eat fish and chicken now? Well, you know what, to be honest, like touring and traveling made it really, really hard. That's something and, uh, I think about often. I kind of wanted to like get over my fear of being put in the position to eat meat. And I just wanted to, to be comfortable enough to like adapt to whatever situation I was in. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, it was hard being vegetarian in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every, everything had, you know, um, fish oil or fish eggs or, you know, whatever mm. in it. You know, it was like really, really impossible. And, and a lot of parts of, of Europe, you know, I just got sick of, eating bread with, you know, tomato on it and a slice of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think about that all the time. Like, you know, right now, like I'm on such a strict diet that if I had to travel anywhere, I'm like, dude, like trying to be a vegetarian in Mexico, like Mexico city oh, or something. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've, uh, yeah, I have some problems out there as well. Yeah. But you know what? It's, uh, increasingly it's, it, it's been better. It's more common. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know like as far as for me, I, you know, I, I always said that if I have to travel or if I have to live somewhere, you know, like if I lived, you know, like, like you said, like in Japan or something, then I would, I would have to eat fish at least. Um, so. Just, you know, it was one of those things where like, if I had to, I want to be able to do it. Right. And for me, it, 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 it wasn't a, a physical thing that would make me sick. It's just, a mental thing because I just know so much about the meat industry and things that just really gross me out. And like, I was just trying to ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I go, dude, I go through that all the same exact thing. Um, so for me, I think I'm bringing, I don't really eat pizza, but I'm still bringing that pizza tree. I love pizza, man. It's my favorite. (laughs) I'm bringing my usual breakfast, like my power, parfait thing like yogurt and granola and berries and and oh yeah i love cutting up fresh fruit and yeah. yogurt and granola a healthy breakfast sure. yeah almond butter all that stuff is yeah so that my breakfast is coming pizza trees coming quesadillas are coming and uh well uh, i feel like that's all i really need yeah like okay spinach spinach and like something to make a salad out of and then Coconut, coconut water. That's crucial. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that's, I think maybe last thing, maybe, uh, I don't know, like some stir fry or something. I don't know. Like, you know, like I'm cool with whatever they got. As long as it's like, yeah, you constantly make veggie stir fries all the time. Just throw a bunch yeah. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Phil, what do you got? Okay. Um, coffee. I want a coffee tree. Yeah, oh my God. I forgot about yes. that. 100% coffee tree. <laughs> Definitely that. Uh, burrito tree. I have to. Have I love burritos. how it's a tree now. I like it too. I think we're going to keep that if you don't mind. <laughs> can, I, can I change mine? Yeah. 
Well, um, it turns out that this isn't an actual island that we we have to live on, you know, with only five foods. So yeah, I guess you can change it if you want. <laughs> okay. Coffee tree, burrito tree, uh, probably chips and salsa tree. So I really <laughs> like that a lot. Right. A hoagie tree. Come yeah. Love okay. Me a good sandwich. And I'm trying to decide if I should do a dessert tree or a salad tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh going to go with gosh. ice cream, ice cream tree. Yeah. That sounds like a great island, Because, I mean, you could get a hoagie with a lot of vegetables on it. It's kind of like, a, you know, uh, yeah. like a salad sandwich. That's how you're trying to cut out the salad tree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be mine. I like that. Oh, man. I do have, All right. there is a, a, list, a question on the uh, feed. All right. Um, we have, Okay. This this listener says, such a huge inspiration, Danny. How do you practice odd meters and transitions into them? Also, how does this translate into a click track in a live setting? Good question. I mean, how... What's my approach? I mean, I just... I mean, I just practice on a regular basis and work with odd meters against the click track. I don't know... Um, I have a little app in my phone that I use and um, that seems to help out. It's called a tempo ape. Cool. I use that and I just kind of set it up and jam alongside that and just work at different odd meters and polyrhythms and and just try to hone that in and get tight. Um, And there's, there's no mystery to it. Just, you know, work with fives and sevens and nines. Those are, those are my favorite odd meters to play in. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the second half of that question, Phil? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It was. How does that translate into a click track in a live setting? So that yeah, that would probably go along with what your practice routine is in the morning, right? I mean, in the morning practice routine. Well, I mean, the practice routine would would be the same, you know, in a, in a live setting. I mean, um, Intronaut was the first band that I ever played to a click live with. I forever, I, I most of my recordings, I, I would play to a click in the studio, but never live. I think we didn't start doing that till teams and and you know. They're, they're is that is that my internet or is that like is, are you seeing this too phil yeah that's i think he's breaking up on us okay yeah you're 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 cutting Am I breaking right up here. yeah sorry about that okay yeah can you say that again oh yeah i'm just saying uh i, I i'm not quite sure how much you missed of that but uh i've always tracked records to a click but i never played live to a click it wasn't until with intronaut uh 2013 we did a tour with mashuga and animals as leaders and like you know we're up against some serious bands you know yeah play to that on a regular basis so we upped our game and it it just it helped in a lot of ways because you know you have a lot of uh anxiety and tension when you play live so people tend to play faster than they would in the studio so it kind of like kept us at bay kept us at the right studio tempos there was no rushing push or pulling um so i i love it it's just one less thing to worry about you know um and i use that same app 
you know, just from my phone going straight into my earbuds. Wow. Um, that's, yeah. that's great. So it sounds like bro, whoever is, whoever wrote that, um, the approach should be to just practice with it, right? <laughs> practice yeah. what you would play live. Yeah. Just, you know, it just, it kind of keeps you grounded, you know, because there's, you know, like I said, playing live, there's that anxiety and, and you know, people tend to rush. I mean, watch any video of a live band that doesn't play to a click track in those songs. They're hauling butt. They're yeah. Hauling fast. Because in your head, you, you feel like it's a normal tempo, but it's not. Right. Exactly. And I, you know, I, I went back and I would watch YouTube videos from our live shows and tours. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's in time. Everything's steady, but it's like up here. Right. No, that's not cool. We need, you know, so. Yeah. You and you click certainly helps. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Man, that's uh quite a feat man to play that complicated stuff to a click too on top of that you know for for the average drummer that's like that's i mean amazing so and you cool. know sometimes sometimes you have to you know create tempo maps as well because mm -hmm. they're you know you have like an added eighth note or something which causes you to flip against the click yeah uh and some people are comfortable with with playing against that i like to kind of like you know adapt to each part and and have something mapped out to just kind of That's cool. keep it locked in a little better for me personally yeah. yeah very cool all right let's go one more on the wheel of death all right here we go okay if you could you snap your fingers and you are now a superhero and you can get any you can have any superpower you want like you can be invisible or you can fly or you can be whatever what is going to be your superpower as a superhero maybe to just be invisible because i want to be a fly on the wall like <laughs> situations i don't know maybe i want to like cool. sneak into a studio and watch someone in the process oh that's a great idea i don't know um, i like that yeah i like that um i think i'm gonna be uh well, yeah, I think I'm going to like, we've talked about this before. I think I'm going to be like the guy like I can, I, I, this is probably what you're going to say, Phil, but I'm probably going to be able to teleport anywhere. I'm so impatient. Like, I just want to like be somewhere. Like, I don't want to drive. That was going yeah. to be my other uh, choice. Yeah. I got a tour in Europe. All right, guys, I'll just meet you there. And then boom, I'm just there. <laughs> screw this flying business yeah yeah exactly just just i'll be there you know and it'll take me 0. 0.2 seconds and i'm there anywhere you need to go right what about you funky phil i'm gonna go with invincibility yep. invincible invincible yeah not invisible not Invin invisible invincible so basically okay. i can't die yeah unless Immorality. i really want to immortality kind of but i feel like if you're immortal but not invincible, you can still get like horribly dismembered and injured constantly. You just never <laughs> die. So I'd rather be invincible so that nothing hurts me. And I just, because I'm invincible, I'm probably not going to die because like diseases right. and cancer can't touch me and bullets or in trains, <laughs> you know? You could I throw love the me, thought process. You, so could flick, you could flick me into the sun and I would still be fine. So I'm, okay. I'm going with that one. 
dude, Danny's just like, what kind of podcast is this, dude? Like, I thought we were going to talk, like we're going to get deep into drums and like, Right. This dude's talking about getting flicked into the sun and being okay. Like, what in the world, man? Talking about burrito trees. Yeah. It's like, dude, do you guys smoke weed before the show or what? Uh, oh, man. Um, okay. If you have time for one more, I would love to ask one more. Is that cool? I've got all the time in the world. Where am I? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right. All right, last one. Here we go. Um, so you are probably in a lot of people's Mount Rushmore of drummers, but who is your Mount Rushmore of drummers? So like you're the top, the ultimate top four dudes whose faces should be replaced on the drummers Mount Rushmore. Oh, man. Okay. If I had to go with like classics for me, people that inspired me for sure. Um Thomas Hockey of Mashuga for sure. Uh, Sean Reiner from Death and Cynic. Uh, Gene Hoagland from Death and all the millions of bands he's played in. Um, uh, you know, Danny Carey from Tools up there as well. Wow, know? that's um, cool. And these are just like hard rock and metal guys. I mean, you know, I've got other people in the jazz and the prog rock world, mm. you know, but I don't know. That's good. It's tough. <laughs> I know it's hard to choose just for, for me, I'm all over the place, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the, the, whoever, like, okay. So I always say like Vinny Caliuta has got to be up there. Tony Williams has got to be up there. Uh, Tony Williams. Yeah. Uh, what about, modern what about Billy, Cobb? Billy, Billy Cobham? Cobham. Yeah. I love Billy Cobham too. Dennis Chambers, you know, those, I mean, but yeah. If, okay, if I'm going to go with my today, this is my modern day. Like today, this is who I'm into. Um, uh, Girgo Borlai has got to be up there. I think he's the, the, the greatest right now. I think uh, Virgil Donati is probably one of the best drummers in the world I've ever seen. I've never seen a guy that can play like as crazy and driven and dedicated as him. I've been vibing out on um on uh uh now now i just forgot his name gosh this is my this my my mind just went blank because i haven't eaten breakfast yet oh um i've been vibing on benny greb i've been vibing on benny greb and i don't know why oh he's the he's the man i just love the way he plays i love the style i love his the way his drums sound like i I didn't catch on to that guy until i got endorsed with vinyl Mm-hmm. as he is and i started watching his videos and this guy's on a whole other level he's yeah yeah ridiculous dude i i <laughs> i just i think he is i was not into i was not into him like before like I, it wasn't like oh i don't like really? him it was just like i it was like yeah okay yeah he's great but like it's just not my thing and over the past couple months i've just been like dude this guy is like this is what i want to sound like this is what i'm aspiring this is what i want you know and like yeah he's great and then, um, I don't know, man, I've been really liking, like, I'm not like a huge fan of gospel chops and all that nonsense, but I've been really loving, um, Justin Brown. He plays with Thundercat and I really like his playing. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Uh, like about fun- in, in the pocket playing. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but there's other drummers out there too that I really like. I, I really like Matt Garska. I think he's great. I really like Thomas yeah. Lang. Um, yeah, oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, we toured together. Like you know, we did that Meshuggah tour, and uh, yeah. even Naveen, who played in Animals and Leaders before him, fantastic. Yeah. You know, he does a lot. Um, you know, cool. he, there's uh, there's a drummer named uh, Elliot Hoffman. He plays for a band called Car Bomb. This is some metal stuff, but I mean, it is really quirky, fusion, jazzy. It's, Ooh. it's, I gotta listen to that. Yeah. So I, I am into that kind of stuff. Like my, my wife, I took my wife to a, like a math rock or whatever you call it, metal show. And, um, we went to see animals as leaders and the contortionist. And I was like, this is amazing, dude. The drummers, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's got good drummers, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I love, I love it. Speaking of, uh, new and upcoming drummers, uh, hiatus coyote. Yes. I don't know the drummer's name, but that guy's playing. Yeah. Just the push and pull and the intentional (laughs) lagging in his playing. Like the craziest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're crazy. They're from Australia too. And it's like, he how did he get that that's like so the other drummer that i always have on my list is chris dave and um he's he's like the 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 i don't know the pioneer of that kind of style that push pull like the drunk beat kind of thing and um that 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 guy's blatantly copying chris dave completely but um yeah that's that's good stuff funky phil who you got oh four drummers Right. Four drummers. That's hard. Um, Tony Williams is always on mine. Yes. Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, Zigaboo. Always on yours. Yeah. I'm trying to decide who else. Tony Allen. I really like him. Okay. And. Um, today I'm going to go with David Garibaldi. Ooh, yeah. good choice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that I love reminds the, me of a, a, a book I studied called Future Sounds by him. It was oh, yeah. Permutation, a, um, yeah, linear patterns. Yeah, a hard I studied book that, for me. Yeah, I studied that book in, I started it in 1993. Wow. That's his, his stuff. For some reason, Dave Garibaldi's stuff is so hard for me to like, especially reading, like reading his charts are like, it's just so I got to try again. I, it's been a while since I've looked at that stuff, but yeah. funky, funky, funky drumming. Yeah. Really yeah, good. Really, really good stuff. We got one more. We got a question from Cherry Hill drums on here. Oh boy. What was the show or session you were most nervous or excited about? God, there's so many. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I I think that would be Intronauts' habitual levitations, just because like we had already been a band so long, and there was like anticipation to like create the next best record, you know. So there was a lot of pressure, for sure. And we were entering some new territory and kind of changing the sound a bit. Um, of course, I'm always comfortable at you know, you know, working with John, but it was a little nerve wracking. There's some pressure. That would be the one. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool to hear that. Like, this is such a, it's such a standard drummer thing that there are times where, you know, we could be, you know, very accomplished like you, you know, and 
but still have moments where we're like, man, there's just a lot of pressure, you know, <laughs> like there's just a lot of pressure and like, it's not like you can't rise to the occasion, but we, we all go through it, you know? So yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, so Danny, man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time with us and just spinning the wheel of death and talking about burrito trees and, yeah, <laughs> um, Keep posted with the new projects and stuff there's a lot going on so you know. yeah so that's what i was gonna say is if people want to follow you it's danny walker drum or drummer right danny yeah. walker drummer uh-huh. on everything so you're, you're on, on everything yeah yeah so it's pretty easy to you know find me your yeah. website your instagram it's your twitter everything is all all that yeah, and facebook um, all that stuff it's all it's all the same so yeah cool. Um, if people want to follow, go ahead and follow, go ahead and, um, keep up to date. Um, you want to see one of the best, you know, just all around versatile drummers, but you know, especially some insane melt your face, hardcore drumming in I've ever seen. Go watch this dude for real. Uh, thank you again, man, for coming on. We really appreciate it. And it's great meeting you and, um, great talking to you and we'll, yeah, we'll hopefully, uh, catch up again sometime soon. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, you guys. All right, take care. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Oh boy. Danny Walker just mm-hmm. coming in. Just hanging out. Just just simply hanging out. One of the like one of the baddest dudes on drums these days. Just, you know. How do you, how you guys doing? Yeah, I would get a pizza tree. <laughs> Did he have a pizza tree? I forgot what he wanted. Yeah, on there. he said, "Oh, well, then I'll just have a pizza tree." Yeah, pizza I mean that's tree. like a given. Like, duh. I like the tree. I like that he he made it into trees. <laughs> I love that. That was good. We're gonna keep that. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, Phil. So, uh, oh, there was something I was just gonna talk about. Oh, yeah, about my soapbox last week. Had a soapbox about the stinking computer and nothing working with it. Uh huh. Well, I don't have an opposite of a soapbox thing here. So, but I did get a new board. Yeah, you got it. You've traded your Zoom in for a PreSonus or something, right? Yeah, sixteen channel. Woo. Uh, so crazy, man. It's it. I mean, such a different experience. Okay, I open up the box. It comes with all like some paperwork. It's like it's like when you get a Mac or you get an iPhone or something, and it's like you just turn it on and then it tells you what to do. You don't need like a pamphlet that says, "Here's how you like, you know, work this thing." Yeah. So it was just like a paper that has a website. You go to that website, and then it's like register your new device, and then it knows what new device you have, and then it's like, oh, you're gonna need you're gonna need these drivers, and you're gonna need this, and also your purchase comes with this and with that. And so here you are. You're all squared away. They said it very soft too. Like, here you go. <laughs> it's Here's a gold platter of everything that you need. And it's just like, like soft music, you know, like very zen. And you just download everything. Boom. You plug it in and everything works, Phil. Can you believe that everything works? I can't. Like. Yeah. That's on the, I mean, they're just, uh, you know on top of it ready for what the, a ready for the new chip and everything yeah that's awesome they're like oh you got a new mac we have an update for that here it is first thing top of the list just download this 
no, we don't need you to shut your computer off to make sure everything works. You just plug it in and it works. Simply works. There you go. Well, if if, <laughs> if you're listening and you you didn't hear last week's, Corey got the new MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. Yeah. And ran into an issue where uh, a Zoom Zoom interface wasn't working with it. No. Um, so he just, got... But it sounds like and, the PreSonus... If if you just got one of these computers, PreSonus is all set with the software. So yeah, and the thing is that now this there is things about the Zoom that was really good. It was a digital board. It's it had sa- settings that you could save. That is huge. Uh, had a little screen where you can record directly onto the this device with an SD card and a lot of things. But this thing, it's a full analog board, so it, there's nothing really digital about it. But this thing is just, it seems bulletproof. It's, it's like, it's just, it just works. You just plug it in. It just freaking works. But it's like an interface too. It's a, it's an interface analog board with a digital converter. Okay. So one of the things that this board has that the other one didn't, didn't have is it has the, 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 I forget what they call it, but the channel that does everything. So there's one there's one channel on here and it's like Bluetooth you can plug in your it's your it's the volume control for your uh computer like interface thing. Well, you have to push the like USB button for it to work. Then you can hear everything that's going on. But then you play music from your phone, boom, Bluetooth and everyone that like if I use this for Zoom I'm, 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 I'm listening to my students and then I'm like, can you hear this? And they're like, yeah. And Bluetooth is coming through this system and it works flawlessly. That's great. It's way better, dude. It's just like there, like I said, there's things about the zoom that was way better that like the setting, say the settings thing. And I, I felt like it had a little bit more powerful drivers. Um, yeah, it's preamps but preamps. I mean, mm-hmm. not drivers. Yeah. Preamps. Um, but so it sounded a little better. The zoom did, but this is like, it's just, I need something that works. I need something that's not going to give me problems connecting. I need something that is just going to be like, if I push this little knob up, it's going to get louder. You know, yeah. it's like simple, simple. They made it so easy. So that's yeah. Cool. So everything that I have now for my whole setup works and that's good. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Yeah, that was like an anti soapbox. I know, it was like a continuation. Wait, what do you call an anti soapbox? I don't know. I'm just a super positive guy now. Damn, where's Corey? <laughs> What'd you do with Corey? I don't know, man. Who are you with your yellow hat? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Different, different angle. This one time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that song, that song was written and produced by Funky Phil Pardo. <laughs> um, so this one time, meaning last week, this is a funny. This was you. You had to be there, but now this is PG thirteen, guys. All right, so if you're sensitive with your ears, and you don't want to hear like, you know, a PG thirteen story, then beat it. <laughs> PG thirteen, <laughs> so it's like not for little little kids, but 
kids can yeah. still listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some people like might be like, oh my gosh, Corey's language. Okay, well, anyways, this is a story about my grandma. So okay. last week I went to to see my mom and, and my grandma and my grandma is 83 years old. She's like a little like frail, late, old, older woman now. <laughs> my grandma is so awesome, dude. She's 83 years old. She has Parkinson's. She's like, she's, she's, she has a really like soft voice now. Like, hello, Mio, how are you? Like really like soft, you know? Did I go to your grandma's house once? Yes. That's right. Yeah. We tried, yeah, to, record we, we tried to do some story. filming at my, yeah. at my grandma's. So you met my grandma before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I'm not trying to bear my family's business, but my grandma's getting older, you know, and she, she was like, she was like this. I don't know. She's, she's pure, like Puerto Rican from New York. Right. So she was like a hardcore, like chick in her younger days, full New Yorker. And her sisters are New Yorkers too. And so there's only three of them left. There was probably like 12 kids and you know, they like, and, and so she has a younger brother and then she has two sisters now and then everybody else has passed away. So her younger brother had like some heart problem or something and he passed out and he went to go like, he like had to go to the hospital. So he like has to get like a, a pacemaker put in and the other sisters, this is like a Seinfeld episode, dude. Like, so my grandma calls one of the younger sister and says, Hey, our brother had to go in the hospital. And then like, without skipping a beat, the other sister is like, well, why didn't the other sister tell me? So she's like, why didn't Jenny tell me? And she's like, well, I'm telling you now. And so like, she's like, I don't know. She's like caught in the middle. So they're like fully like arguing as to why the other person didn't call them. So my grandma is like super flustered while I'm there and I'm standing in the kitchen, like kind of trying to keep my distance from everyone because of the social distance. So she's, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these people. She has like a total like New Yorker accent. She's like, you have to picture this, a, a, a 83 year old, like small little old lady. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these people. And my mom's like, what? And she's like, I tell one of them that, that she's like, I tell one of them that, that our brother's in the hospital. And then the other one's going, well, why didn't she tell me? And she's like, and so now I'm talking to Jenny and now Jenny has her tit in a ringer. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Jenny has her tit in a ringer. <laughs> what is that? Dude. We were crying, laughing at this scene. And my grandma's like, what's so funny? And I'm like, tit in a ringer? What is that saying, dude? Like, tit in a ringer? What the heck does that mean? And she's like, she's like not getting it. She's just like, like, yeah, she's upset. And I'm just like, dude. Me and my mom, like, I was like, I couldn't even talk. I was laughing so hard, dude. That's amazing. It's like an old school saying, I guess. It's like getting your panties in a twist, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that one. <laughs> and I guess like a ringer is like the, you know what a ringer is? Like the like old school like thing that. Washed clothing or. Yeah. You'd like okay. put your, you'd like wind your clothes through this thing and it would like dry it, you know? Yeah. Like twist it kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, would, yeah. I guess that makes sense. That would be pretty painful. <laughs> That's what she, I go. What the heck is that? She's like, 
she's like, she said something like, don't like I texted her. I'm like, I'm still laughing, dude. I'm still, I'm like, I'm still laughing about this. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want that to happen. It hurts. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's happened to her before. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know, it hurts. Trust me. <laughs> tit in a ringer. The first of all, the fact that she's calling it a tit is like the funniest. <laughs> like who calls it that anymore? That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> An 85 year old woman talking like talking like that is the funniest thing for me, dude. That's so good. Fun, like I don't know anybody who uses terms like that anymore. It's so funny. Like me and my one. mom could not stop laughing. That's amazing. So that's hey, my one time today. It's a good one. I have so many of them because I never get on them. There's so many hey, this one times that like. I could tell and I just never do because I have like, we're running out of time or something, but I have a lot of tour stories that I want to get on. Um, all right, Funky Phil. So uh, we have a crazy show next week. Crazy. I know. So, and then we're getting, we got to go to the Lambo dealership after. And then we have scheduled Lambo dealership. I got to cancel after. all my lessons next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Yeah, I got to too. Um, so all of our peeps, we have a bunch of Drum Brigade homeboys coming on. A um, couple guys that are confirmed, but I don't know if they're like, they're going to remember. Okay. But so far, it's Tosh the Drummer. Yes. It's Timbo from Kino. Yes. Yes. It's Kevin Aguchi. Yes. And it's Zach Nager. What? Yeah. Damn. And then me and you. Damn. And, uh, this is going to be a good episode. Ju- it's just going to be a party on wheels, dude. Oh, man. It's going to look like, uh, shoot, what's that show? The Brady Bunch? Is that with the, the <laughs> yeah. intro with all the tiles and all the faces? That's what exactly. it's going to look like on, on Zoom. So we got to talk about it, like, you know, maybe tomorrow or something. We need to have a meeting about what we're going to do, but I have um, some plans. We just, it's going to take some work. Um, so it is not going to be like, so man, what have you guys been up to? It's going to be a party in the morning. Oh, it's going to be a coffee party. I'm excited. This is going to be rad. Yeah. Show 100. I feel like we need, and then to, we're, I feel like we need to come up with some new wheel of death questions. Like, like quick fire ones. Yeah. Rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a lot of trivia. Like yes or no questions, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll figure that out. We're gonna have a wild and crazy show and we're gonna be alive on Instagram. So everybody's gonna be celebrating our hundredth show. Woo! Um, yeah, so we're really excited and um you're not gonna wanna miss that one. Mm-mm. Not gonna wanna miss that one. The best people we've had on our show. There's there's there might be some other guests swinging in here too, so we'll see. Um, all right. So, um, special thank you to Danny Walker for coming on. Really appreciate that. Um, thank you, Funky Phil and congrats on the new room and the new desk. Thanks. Yes. Um, we will see everyone who's listening to this show at 7am in the morning, uh, for a drummer's workout, including you and your kids. And I don't even care if your littlest one doesn't play drums yet. He will be there. No, I'm going to be asleep still. If you're not, you're not serious, Phil. Gosh, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to need, we're looking for a co-host that's more serious. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, yeah, we're gonna try this out tomorrow, 7 a.m. Drummers workout. Um, all right, so thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week for show 100. Oh boy. There goes right my career. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. <laughs>